What's up, everyone? Welcome to another Thunder Buddies podcast with me, DJ Bobby B. You're going to hear two mashed together conversations, which has nothing to do with the fact that somebody was incredibly hungover on the planned day of recording. You're going to hear snippets of me and Pete Lyons in a pub. The audio quality is not great, but as always, Pete has some good things to say about our community and what we're doing. But the bulk of this podcast is going to be a chat with Gosport Park owner Dan Turner, who has done a lot of the legwork for Bootfest, and he tells us about some of the processes involved, some of the challenges, but also some of the vision for what makes Bootfest so good, so important in terms of the charity it raises money for, and also what we want to see from it in the future. Get stuck in, have a listen, and let us know what you think uh, via private messages or comments. Can't wait to hear from you, and can't wait to see you on September 3rd. So we're here to talk about Bootfest, Dan. Yep. Um, we're into third year or fourth year? Third year. This third is. year. Yeah. So I've not been to one yet. This will be my first one. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though I've been around for two years, um, just things always came up on that weekend. But this year I'll be there and now I'll be playing, which will be fun. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But what I really want to ask is, is why on earth would a fitness community p- put together a music festival? It's something different. It's something outside the box. And I think that, you know, everyone comes together in their own little parks. Yeah. Obviously, we've had an uh, episode already on the Blanchard Trophy. That's a time for people to mingle with each other. Yeah. Um, you know, and we can try and throw as many socials on as we can. Like we do the games nights. They're not really everyone's cup of tea. No. I get that. You do the Christmas presentation evenings. December's an absolute nightmare. If you, you know, you know full well, if you do a joint Christmas presentation evening, it's always going to clash with someone's works do. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. you know what December's like, and with our members base and how vast it is, you're never going to get. You're never going to get everyone in one place. Um, so I think that one, it's one. I don't see any other fitness community doing it. No. Um, it's it's something that's completely different. Like I said, it's completely outside the box, and it's something quite unexpected. And it came about on a whim, Bootfest, because it was Pete's idea. I can't take credit for it. Pete came, uh, Pete came to me with it and said, "You know, I just want to do like a like a outdoor music event." And this is yeah. during like COVID. You know, when we were yeah, just yeah, coming, yeah, I remember. Was it when we were just coming out the thick of it, right? Yes, yeah, so it was September. Yeah. So he he came to me and he said, "Let's do this." And, um, Classic Pete, crazy idea. Yeah, crazy idea, but you know what? He has a lot of crazy ideas, but this was the one that I thought, yeah. bloody hell, mate, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, like, yeah. You might be onto something here. Um, so we sat down and we just had a, had a couple of meetings about it, and it was just mentioned in passing. And then after a while, we thought, you know what? Like, we could actually pull this off. Here's Pete talking about his crazy idea. Yeah, so Bootfest, yeah, the, the concept that... that uh, I, I come up with um, purely for the fact is that you know we're a, a fitness community. You know, um, fitness is our bread and butter. As such that we come and train together, but you know, I like to get out and socialise, do events, and achieve together. Um, and over over lockdown, um, we we normally hire a venue out where we can do like social nights and games nights and stuff like that. But over over lockdown, people weren't renting uh, venues out. Like they just didn't want to take risk on it. Obviously, restrictions in place. We could do stuff outdoors. Um, so I had to make the decision: do we just stop 
the social element of it, which is a massive part of our community. It's, it's a big part of what makes us what we are. Um, or, or do I look for alternative ideas? You know, we could still do stuff outdoors. So I approached a few farms. Um, Shanice, uh, which is a part of Bootcamp UK Farm at Tomaha, Abraf was the manager of one, one of the farms down in, down in Titchfield. Um, uh, she said there could be a possibility of, of, of going and do something down there. So I went and, and, and spoke with the, the farm owner, the manager, that they, you know, they was happy for us to go and do some yeah. stuff down there. Um, so it just spiraled from there. My, my original thought was we hire a farm, we do a barbecue, we might have like, uh, try and get a bit of music on, maybe my speaker playing yeah. and stuff like that. And then just escalate from them. I, I don't know, more and more people wanted to go and do stuff. Bands weren't doing anything. Yeah, so they wanted to come play for free. We've done it for a charity. Um, and it just escalated that. The first year we had three, three bands on, we had a DJ, then we had loads of food, food places. Uh, next year we added the wrestling, the kids boot camp more stuff on the day and just far from there you know like and, and uh, you know as, as Dan's probably enlightened to that like the vision that we've got for it you know is to to put camping on to put multiple stages multiple vans on and stuff and just have a big celebration of, of our fitness community I wanted to know a bit from Dan about the process of organizing something like this here we go the first one was the hardest one okay. because restrictions started getting brought in, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was beginning as like Bootfest is always the first weekend of September, the first Saturday yeah. of September. Um and in twenty twenty we did it and I remember we had everything in place, everything good to go, and I remember we sent we had sold tickets for it and I remember we could only have limited numbers. And I remember we went to the council me and Pete and we went with our proposal for the temporary events notice yeah everyone anyone who know who doesn't know if when you want to set an event up i didn't know this until we did it you need to go to the council and you need to get a temporary events notice it's called a 10 it's hard enough as it is yes but with the covid stuff we had to jump through hoops it was crazy um, we went to them and it got rejected and we didn't understand why because everything that we had was in place so we asked for an appeal Mm. at the town hall or wherever it was and we were going to go suited and booted with our case yeah. and fight it and because we contested it someone else I can't remember what her name was it was a girl um, she picked it up and in the end she went oh sorry Like the only reason being is because um, this attachment um, that we asked for we couldn't open it so anyway we went well here it is and sent yeah. it over and she went oh that's fine then as long as you only have 150 people so we did that we had to have loads of protocols in place. We had to have like temperature readings on the door and loads of sanitizing, sanitization stations, we called them. Um, and then, you know, and, and people weren't allowed to get up and dance and everything had to be spaced apart. There had to be tables out that everyone could sit on. Um, but we did it and it was a massive, massive success. What made it a success? Everyone was desperate to do something. Okay. So do something was, social. Yeah, and it, it wasn't just it wasn't just our efforts. It was everyone being there, um, and obviously, we had bands that hadn't played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were desperate. Um, everyone was just raring to do something. Yeah, bringing that energy. Yeah, and and it was it was mega. And you know what? I don't know whether you remember. We did it, and then three days later, they shut everything down. I remember it was do you in remember? September. It was literally yeah, yeah, yeah. three days later. So we were really lucky to get away with it. Yeah. 
Um, and once we did it, it was really, really well received. Um, and it bounced back and we said, right, next year. And then when we found out we had no restrictions, I was like, right, let's go for it, Pete. I said, let's absolutely go for it. So, you know, last year we got a bigger stage, more acts, yeah. more vendors. And the, the best thing, I mean, you know as well as I do, once you've done something once, all the hard work's out of the way because there's your template. Yeah, for sure. You know what works, you know what doesn't work. It's just trial and error. So last year we just went for it, chucked a few more people in, changed the floor plan up a bit. Yeah. We've got more contacts for stuff. So it's just a case of just emailing these people that we've had before and saying, look, do you want to come down for this again? Um, and then they come down. And last year I think we had 350 people. So we more than doubled yeah. the amount of people we had. I think we raised about 1,600, 1,700 for combat stress. And we'll get into that in a bit as yeah. to why that's who we raised money for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, doubled it in in one year. Do you reckon we can double it again? I would love to be able to double it again. Unfortunately, at the moment, because of the financial climate, I know that people aren't that people keen. Are people aren't people aren't keen to spend money. However, I know, like from experience, you know, in the last week and the days leading up to it, it you always have a massive, massive surge of tickets because no yeah. one wants to miss out. And obviously, this year, like again, because there's no COVID. Uh, restrictions or anything like that on it we've managed to make it a bit bigger like the stage we've upgraded the stage has been upgraded every year so if you remember the well you weren't there the first year if everyone remembers the first year we had wooden boxes sort of things on oh, the right. floor with a, a nine by nine tent behind it yeah I've seen the pictures and a cabinet yeah and that was our stage and that worked well and then last year we got a bigger one um, which had a roof on it and it was a bit higher raised and then this year, um, Steve, I think it's Steve Lydiard, is yeah, or, or Lydiard, Lydiard Scaffolding's the, um, but right. Steve's the guy dealing with it. Lydiard Scaffolding's providing a scaff stage for us. Cool. But I have visions, mate, of like, and uh, yeah, all, all the vendors, like, unfortunately, Pizza Joe's was one of our vendors for the last two years, but they, they went, they um, closed. Hey. Yeah, which is really sad, and yeah. I didn't see that coming. Um, I don't know, I don't know whether it's because they've got other things going on. Um, but yeah that's really sad but you know I just want to give a shout out to certain people that supported us Forces Collide are a band that have played for the last two years and they do it completely for free because it's for Combat Stress, Stress which we'll come on to in a minute like you said but because it's for that they're all ex-serving and serving still um, members of the military so they do it for free we've had the DeLoreans do for the last two years they would we tried to get them by popular demand because everyone yeah. wants to see them again unfortunately they had a wedding that they uh, already had booked in and that's a, that's been the struggle this year because everyone's not been able to do anything and yeah. all their weddings have been cancelled they've had to push everything yeah so and now this year it's just ramo like yeah, yeah. ramo like you know i know with like all the entertainment stuff i do like i'm rammed like next month is crazy next dan tells us about some of the food vendors that we can expect at bootfest but yeah we've got espresso bars a coffee one we've got a jerk shack We've got Roundabout Hotel, they always provide a mobile bar for us. We've got Queenie's, um, Gin and Prosecco, and she does like the vintage, she's got a vintage caravan that does all the cakes and cream That's teas cool. and nice coffees fly. and stuff. It's really quirky. She's yeah. amazing, Queenie, like dresses all 50s and all the, all the staff do as well. Um, we've got Fallen Acorn Brewery in Gosport that do like these really mental rocket, rocket fuel ales that like yeah. they've got one. I remember they sold it last year, they, they sold two different ones. There was one, it was like a, uh, a tropical fruit IPA, which just blew your head off, but it tasted like Tropicana. 
Yeah. And then there was another one um, that looked like an innocent smoothie, but it was nothing. There was nothing innocent about it. Um, SWS and SWF and Kapow Pro, Pro Wrestling. Yeah. They did a wrestling show last year. Which I'm was really just, looking forward to it. Was just, it was just mega. They're just yeah. so good. I've used them a few times now for other things, and they're just amazing. They knock it out of the park every time. So we've got them coming back. This year we've got a few other vendors that are coming down. Fish and Chip Wagon. Um, Gosh, there's going to be loads. There is going to be loads, yeah. When you when you sit back and look at it, I'm like, crikey. Like, and you look at how many people you've got coming there. And, you know, we've got Monster Event Hire. They're bringing down, they're doing us a 95-foot inflatable obs course this year wow. for the kids. So, And it's for adults as well. Cool. So all ages can go on that. So the idea is to do like a little kids' fitness class at like, I mean, the site opens at 12, inflatables will be there for them. So that's one thing I need to urge everyone to do is, you know, get there when it opens. Yeah. Because we've got stuff on all day. Yeah, let's make a day of it, guys. Yeah, it's back to back. And I'll say this to Pete, if I, if I had an opportunity to go and get on it in the sun all day, I'd, I'd take it. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the, and, and what's happened this time is, um, I think one of Pete's clients, I don't know whether he's from Fairham or Waterlooville. Oh, Alex Airy. Alex, yeah. Alex. Yeah, he's Waterlooville yeah. and... Um, kids do a motorcycle display team yeah tigers motorcycle display team yes i'm buzzing to see them do it because i used i they do the salt and show every year okay and i used to go watch them at the salt and show when i was a kid yeah and i always wanted to be in there <laughs> and now i've got an opportunity to lay down on the floor and let kids jump over with motorbikes which is a mega like i'm really looking forward to that and and they're a char- charitable organization as well yeah. so yeah fair play to them because they're going to support it as well you know, we've we've done it the last two years at Abbey Farm in Fairham, but because it's a working farm, this year he's got livestock on the land, and you can't really have sheep cutting around when there's loads of people there. Sadly not, but we've moved just around the corner, haven't we? Yeah, we've moved to Hound Hill Farm. So it's still sort of Titchfield Way. Though. It's literally five. It's literally five minutes around the corner from from the old location. It's just lit. It's just up the road. So we've touched on it a bit there. Um, but we're raising money for combat stress. Yeah. Uh, have raised money for combat stress each time we've done this. Why are they such an important charity to Bootcamp UK? Um, we've mentioned it on a couple, on the podcast before. It's Combat Stress are a PTSD charity. They help veterans with obviously PTSD and other mental health problems. Hmm. And it's something that's really, really close to my heart because Gary Kennedy, who we spoke about, they pretty much saved his life. And I know a couple of lads as well. That I, I know that they saved their life as well. And if it wasn't for the work that they do, they probably wouldn't be here now, if I'm completely yeah. honest. Um, and I know loads of people that, you know, have struggled. I think everyone struggled with it. I struggled last year um, or the year before. I can't remember with everything. I didn't have to go to combat stress, but, you know, everyone can get down in a rut. But I think, you know, this charities that support people through that sort of thing are really really important they're vital particularly with like you know how close to home it was with me and I'm you know I remember when I'm sure he won't mind me saying it I remember when Gaz was going for a really rough patch and I remember you know his wife at the time would ring me up and he li- they lived in Bays and so they'd ring me up and they'd go missing mm-hmm. and like the vodka would be missing out the cupboard and there'd be a rope missing out the shed and that and then it's just like you, you know you're worried about it the whole time yeah you know and you know from you know what it does to everyone else around you as well and I, mean, I think the help that he got was absolutely integral and they sorted out you know he's got a service dog now called bell and you know how much i love dogs absolutely. i mean for those of those who can't see i've just been cuddling hugo on the sofa the whole time i've been here um, yeah he's been growling and now his tail's wagging on the floor because he's starting to say his name that. yeah yeah but you know it, and he's yeah he's got his service dog great 
He's got a new missus, he's moved to the country and he's doing amazingly. And I just think that's just all down to the help he received there. Mm. So, you know, I vowed like anything we do, we just do as much as I possibly can for them. Yeah. Um, they had their funding cut as well by the, gov- by the government. And it was cut so bad that they had to let people go. Yeah. Who were halfway through treatment. Which to me, that's abhorrent. Like, how can you do that? It's, it's really unpleasant, and um, and especially when, you know, the the NHS services are under so much pressure anyway, um, that they're not going to be able to pick up the slack. So these people will fall through the crack. Uh, that's the thing, and, and I think, no, everyone usually when they quote films, they quote some sort of iconic film. There's a film called Goon about an okay. ice hockey player. Have you seen it? No. Um, film about an ice hockey player who's an enforcer so he just basically gets brought onto this team to fight and then there's another guy who's like he's called Ross the Boss Ray and he's like this pr- prolific fighter <laughs> in, in hockey but then he's about to retire but then he, there's a bit in the film where they meet each other in a cafe and he, and he says to him like he says a line he's like everyone loves their sh- everyone loves their soldiers until they come over and stop fighting yeah. and I think that embodies what's happened in this country to a certain extent because when Afghanistan was going on, it was help for heroes this and but like that, now that there's nothing happening, no one cares. It's on to the next thing, and I just think people just get left behind. Like you said, they they fall through the cracks. Yeah. You know, you hear about it. So how many programs you watch on TV, or how many times you see homeless people in the street, and they're all ex-servicemen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's mm. yeah, it's sad. Mm-hmm. And there's a statistic that not many people know about. You know, in that conflict. There's been more. I think there's been more people commit suicide that served in that conflict than actually died in that conflict. That's and that statistic mad. is mental. Yeah. Combat stress to me is probably the most important charity there is at the minute. So that's why we. That's why I always. It's it's that's a personal standpoint for me. Like anything I do, I'll, I'll do for them. No, that's well summed up. From your point of view, Dan, what makes Bootfest so great? Um, I I love it because. It's like I said to you, we touched on it at the beginning, like, not everyone likes the games nights, no. not everyone wants to do the challenges, not everyone can come to the presentation evening. Boot vest is something that's completely, it's got nothing to do with fitness, apart from the kids class. Yeah, yeah. It's purely a social event, a charity social event, and it's a really good opportunity for everyone to mingle en masse in an environment that doesn't involve any sort of training, yeah. which you need a break. Yeah, you do. It's also safe in terms of you know a lot of the people. You won't know everyone, but you know everyone's of like mind. And and I think for some people who, um, especially since COVID, are a bit more have socialised a little bit less. Um, you know, going somewhere where you know you can be confident, a bit more confident because yeah. you know a lot of the people are like-minded is um, is an easier environment to socialise. Yeah, it is, yeah. And it's like Pete always says in all his posts, like, surround yourself with... Like surround yourself with like, Positivity is contagious. Yeah. And that's a really good point you just brought up there because there are people that, you know, they might find going to a festival quite daunting because they yeah. don't know what to expect, but at least they know who it's run by. Mm. They know me and Pete. And I like to think that me and Pete have quite a, got quite a good personal relationship with most people. Yeah. Um, and then they know everyone. And also, it's an opportunity for them to meet people from other parks. Yeah. Because, you know, with this, it's something that appeals to the wider audience. Now, here's Pete Lyons again, sharing some of his favourite moments of Bootfests gone by. Obviously, we're in the third year of Bootfest now. Um, it's been absolutely mega the last two years. Uh, the first 
the first year, like through 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 COVID, the lo lockdown procedure and stuff, it was just a really good vibe to to, to, to put people in that, that that good frame of mind throughout the year. All right, cool. We'll we, we have a look at um, some of the, the, the funny mo funny moments there. Yeah. Yeah, funny moments. Memorable. Um, moments. First, um, <laughs> we've got uh, Sean. Sean, colourful character at Bootcamp UK Fairham. Uh, and uh, she was all over the place. She fell over a few times. Um, she's a little bit worse for the wear. Um, and uh, yeah, she she obviously had a really good time as well. So uh, <laughs> hopefully Sean will do that again in 2022. Um, Speaking of colourful characters from Fairham, there's always uh, Stacey Bush Donald and her splits. Yeah, uh, what so, she got up to at previous boot, at boot fests. Yeah, so uh, so Stacey, absolutely amazing character, like part of, part of the community of uh, Fairham, um, and. Um, yeah, she had a she had an amazing time at Bootfest last year. She uh, she was always doing splits. Purple rain came on and you couldn't stop her and that as well. <laughs> so she was. Um, yeah, we'd probably get up as one of the acts one time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what about from some of the other locations? Anything that you can remember from uh, Waterlooville and the antics? Uh, well, I, I remember I remember um, Katie Hawkins probably having the whole of the bootcamp members on her shoulders at one point. <laughs> and if anyone knows, if anyone knows Katie, she's uh, she's only a slight little girl. Yeah, diminutive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she must have strong quads from going to boot camp or stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quadzilla. Yeah, she had um, she had Dave, Dave Coulson up on her on her shoulders. Oh, wow. She had she had Lou Saunders up on her shoulders. I think she had Paul Herbert at one stage. Yeah, it's, when she starts lifting, you know, Dan Leonard or Alex Airy, that's <laughs> when I'll be impressed. Yeah, but there's a challenge for you as well now. So, Katie, Katie, if you listen to us, you've got to um, get Alex Airy on shoulders this time. Yeah, let's get it done. As I mentioned in the intro, one of the things I've been most excited about is seeing Bootfest grow. And here, Dan and I talk about what's needed to make this become an even bigger event than it already is. We're trying to get the guys from Little Hampton down because that's a new park and, and Worthing. Yeah. Um, trying to get some people from Southampton down. Um, I know that they got the nuts challenge the same day that I do, oh, okay. which is a bit difficult. Um, unfortunately, that's just a calendar clash. Um, but um, it's something... Is that easily as well, like all those parks? Or... Yeah, was, any, anyone in Hampshire, you know, yeah, yeah. I've said, you know, if anyone's from all of them parks is listening to this, I've said like this new venue, there's more than enough parking for coaches and minibuses. Yeah. Um, anyone that knows, you know, from last year, Chichester, they got a minibus down. Or did they? No, that was the first year. Then uh, I think yes. some people came from Chichester the year after as well, and they just yeah. got a minibus. Yeah. Um, and it's easily done. It is. Portsmouth um, often use minibuses to, to all the events. They did it to the boxing, they're going to do it to Bootfest. Um, so, yeah. you know, get someone organised in, in your group to put it together. Every, every group camp seems to have one. Yeah, and exactly what I was going to say. Every, everyone seems to... There's always one person that is very, very good at putting asses on seats and putting people where they need to go. So if that's you, do it. Yeah. Ticket link's live, you know. And the more, more tickets we sell, you know, the more money we raise for Combat Stress, which is what it's all about. And it's completely non-profit. Like, me yeah. and Pete and, you know... We don't take anything from it no. at all. It's hard work, but it's one of them that's like the payoff yeah. is, is so worth it. That's why I do it. It runs me into the ground every year 
takes up so much of my time and stresses me out, but the payoff, when you stand up there on stage and you, you stood behind the decks and you look and you're just like, this is amazing. Yeah, I'm buzzing for it. But I love year. it. It makes my hair stand up now, because yeah, yeah. thinking about it. Um, it's good. And yeah, I think it's going to be um, it's going to be special. It's going to be nice to to christen a new location. The the big stage will make a difference. These things always yeah. do. Um, you know, we'll have a good sound system. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to planning my sets. It's, yeah, it's man, great. it was a big thing for you as well. It was a first for you. First time I've done, um, yeah, done boot fest, um, and first time I've done something that would call itself a festival. So that's fun. Um, yeah, that's really fun. Well, the way that you've been putting these podcasts and that together, mate, and what you've done at other events, I've no doubt you're not getting out of the park. So I don't think you've got anything to worry about, and I'm sure everyone agrees with me. I think, you know, what's nice about the time of year you've picked is that it gets dark at a reasonable time. It's always easier to dance when it's darker. Yes. Um, and, you know, the sun would have been out, but not so much of the day that people would have been roasted and sweating their ass off by 7 o'clock. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, people will be able to get moving get moving to the bands get moving to uh, to the music i play and we'll we'll have a good time you can tell you're really passionate about i love it it's my favorite about. thing to do yeah you know and you know pete you know it was his idea but he won't mind me saying this it's pretty much i do like everything for it um because he's already tied up he's got all the parks pete runs, pete runs a lot of parks pete runs a lot of parks and the thunder gym itself and he runs a thunder gym so he's really busy he's got a little boy two boys yeah you know and he, he's he's 100 miles an hour all the time and i have all the contacts and because you know it's like like i said before once you've done this once twice you've got a template and you just follow it and every year you just add something else on yeah um you know it's still difficult but it's not as hard as what it was the first time round. so yeah. how it usually works is i do all the venue get all the acts make sure everything's done i do all the finance side of things i set up the ticket link the I'll detail pay, stuff Invoice, yeah, all that, yeah, like we said, all the stuff that requires attention to detail, which Pete lacks, yeah. I take care of. Pete, when it comes to dealing with a council, because he's got a good relationship with them, he does all of that. So he sends them the risk assessments, yeah, and does the, the temporary events notice and all that good stuff. But because he's been liaising with that lady, the same um, lady and whoever else who works in there for the last three years. They know him, so they know what's coming. And, you know, it's like we've said before, he's a lot better at doing that because when someone starts giving me a hard time, like... You tell them to get on. I, I, yeah, and I'm not very good at... I'm not very good at taking the diplomatic approach like like Peter. So, we, yeah, we work well as a team and it, and it you know, proves in the pudding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Like, last, last year was just incredible. I didn't want it to end. No. It was so good. Um, and this year, I'm hoping, is going to be, you know, twice as good. Where would you like it to get to, though, in future years? What's the dream? Oh, God. Can you imagine if it got to, like, as big as Victorious? Yeah. And it's not beyond the realms of possibility. No, it's not. It isn't. It isn't, because, you know... We have a countrywide network of boot camps. Yeah, exactly. And and our reach is only going further and further and further up the country now. You know, it ain't going to be long until we've got parks in Scotland. No. With the reach that we've got... Um, you know, and I use, you know, as one festival, it's the best festival I've ever been to in my life. I don't know if you heard it. I went to Tomorrowland in 2016, yeah, yeah. right? Or it was 2017. And that was absolutely insane. And you look how that started in like, it was something like the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. 
just like one stage it's the ferris wheel small. Yeah. and it's you know it's one of them where it snowballs and i think the problem that people get and it's that old cliche people run before they can walk with things yeah they try and go too big too soon and then it fails whereas what all we do is we just you know a little bit that year we'll add a little bit this year we'll do this bit this year you know and it's just building and building yeah you know and i think this year is one of them where you know we're you know we've got the ability now and thanks thanks to contacts that i've got and you know i'm going to mention them like sarah cotton um she's works at lox eve shopping village she runs she's like the manager there she's given us so much bunting wow and bunting might not seem like a lot but it's it's it I, call, it I call them critical non-essentials you know they're not essential but I think they're critical. Yeah. I want that wow factor. I want people to walk into something and go, like, I want it to pop, you know? Yeah. And every year we're just going to aim on doing stuff because now that we're really good at putting stuff in place and because we've got the contacts, all the show stopping stuff's done. And what I mean by that is things that you, you can't, an absolute necessity, toilet, stage, sound system, yeah. acts like yourself, you know? We've got them, that's in place. So after you've done that and you've got your foundations you just build on everything and it's like having a house it's like yeah got my house I'm going to chuck some cladding on there I'm going to put a little nice sign yeah. I'm going to put a personalised doorbell on it you know it's just it's the same thing and every year I just think we're just going to keep building and building and we're having ideas um, and the best thing is the more I ask the more that our, our client base grows and the parks start spreading up across the country our target audience grows yeah because it's not just clients of BC UK, it's their friends and family as well. And that's the bit that I'm really excited about is that, you know, it's for people to share their experience and, and to see this is beyond the boot camp thing. This is primarily for our community, but it gives people a chance to um, take their friends and family along to something that they really believe in and are a part of that raises money for a great charity, an important charity. Yeah. And... Um, and the product is really, really good. Yeah. And it, and if your product is good, it will grow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I, I, yeah. You've got that's what I mean. You have to have confidence in, in your product, and I think that's something that I've got. Well, both all of us have got in both the professional side of things, and then like well the boot camp side of things. Sorry, and then like the social side of things. Yeah. Like, I've got confidence in my products. You know, it's the same with like with the classes and that. Like when new things open up around the area, you always get people message you. Oh. You've seen so-and-so started doing these things and I'm like, whatever, like, blowing out someone else's candle don't make yours brighter. Yeah. Like, just, you, you, you're confident in what what your product's doing and you, you know it's good. You shouldn't have any issue with anyone else around you. And I don't think, and I think that's the case with the, with the fitness industry and in, in general is it's quite catty. Yeah. People don't seem to work together where I'm not like that. I'd, I'd rather work with people. Um, you know, and I've put it, out to gyms and stuff and said look we've got this music festival it's for combat stress if you want to invite your clients to it then please do yeah, yeah. Like, you're more than welcome I'd love for people to come to it you know it'd be amazing that would be great and um, because ultimately we're trying to do some good here you know there's lots of opportunities to raise money for combat stress in in this and um, that's, that's the be all and end all of it yeah. and then like the charity side of things when you do something for charity and people know you're not making money out of it. There's a different vibe. Yeah. And I'm sure you understand that. You get a certain clientele there. Yeah, yeah. Touch wood, it hasn't happened yet because you know everyone well behaved. But let's say worst case scenario, someone did misbehave. I know full well that there would be about 50, 60, 70 people like, that's out of order, yeah. you need to leave. 
yeah. that's what I love about it. I feel, and it, you know, even though we have security because you have to, would, would we need them? Probably not. No, like you get that internal policing. Exactly, and everyone's there for a reason. They're all there for the same reason, and I think that's what makes it so special. Is is the fact that what it's for and the vibe, and that's why everyone's so happy. Yeah. With it, I love it. Me, I'm. I'm. You can tell I'm passionate about it because I can talk about it forever. Um, but it's but it's the be- it's the best thing that I've got involved in. It's one of my proudest achievements. Mm. Um, you know, it's being able to pull that off every year. Give people a bit of an insight, though, for me. What are some of the challenges that have uh, uh, that are in place when you oh, try to organise this? Year like was this was a location, mate. Like. Yeah. It took us a, and I was flapping. Okay. Like I, I didn't. I've honestly thought we weren't going to get a location. Um, you know, there's certain places where we went to. Um, I won't, I won't mention what where they were, but you know, they just outright didn't want it to happen. Yeah. It's like they just weren't interested from the get go. Like there was a couple of places we went, and I felt like I just wasted my entire afternoon. Because you get there and the impression you get of them is just really frosty and it's like they're just, you being there is an inconvenience to them. And I'm like, why have you agreed to show me around? Yeah. You obviously don't want it here. And there, you know, there was one location we went to and they were just throwing up red tape about things that weren't even in it. Like, there were things, basically, I felt like I was there defending myself because they were accusing me of doing stuff I hadn't even done yet. Um, it is frustrating and you know obviously when Abbey Farm pulled up because they said we could do it every year but then obviously you completely forgot and I I get it he's a working farm when when you're a working farm you need to have livestock and everyone needs to make money fair play to him you know but um, you know the field that we're on at the minute I spoke to a guy who had done an event there before he told me that they weren't doing any more events because of some sort of planning permission issue. So I wrote that off straight yeah. away. Yeah. But it was only when I spoke to one of my friends, Sarah, who's got horses, who knows someone who's got a horse in the livery on this site. Okay. She said, he does events there all the time. Here's his number. I phoned him up. He's like, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Great. I'm like, so I spent three, four months stressing, yeah. trying to find a location. Um, but this one's mega. And dare I say it's better than the last one. Yeah. I do believe. Certainly in terms of parking and size. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's massive. Like there's, there's no there's no quantum parking. And he said that people can leave their cars there overnight. Cool. There's There'll a campsite just around the corner. Yeah. You know, coming on to that, like loads of people have asked for camping. Loads loads this year. I'd be really surprised yeah, actually. Yeah, at at the moment it's you know, I'm not doing it just I'm not saying no just to be difficult. Um obviously I'm sure everyone understands it's like I'm going back to I don't want to run before we can walk. No. And when you have camping, oh my god, it opens up so much, so many more avenues in terms of like things you have to have in place, you know. And you know, at the moment we we are still quite small scale with it. We haven't got the funding to facilitate that. But the vision is going back to what we want to do in the future is to have that. Yeah. I want it to be a massive thing, yeah. Um, every year, and I want it to just get bigger and bigger. And camping is something that we want to add like that extra strings of the bow. But there are campsites nearby, aren't there? There is. There's Drove Lear, Drove, I can't, Drove Lear Farm or Drove Lear Campsite. It's literally just over the back around the corner. I know a few people that are staying there. But to be honest with you, you've played people in Fairham. Uber's got such a big reach now. Yeah. You can get an Uber, and I'm testament to that because me and Pete got one outside the Fisherman's Rest after Bootfest last year at like yeah. midnight because we were still doing the close down. So, you know, the, the, you know, the facility's there, and it's going back to what you said just organise minibuses. Yeah. It's so easy. Organise them to pick you up at 11. It's the easiest thing in the world. 
you know, and there's always someone in a park that will do that. That's yeah. got that organisational prowess. Oh, and another thing as well, I just want to do a shout out. We'll do it again this year. I need to message them. Last year it was great. I found a group on Facebook called Gosport and Fair and Wombles. And these, these people do, do organise litter picks. Okay. You can find them on Facebook. Just type I've in seen them around. Gosport and Fair and Wombles and they do organise these litter picks. And I didn't know they existed. And I, one of them reached, I, I said I was going to do a litter pick in the park. I asked how I could go about doing it. And then someone from the Wombles messaged me out of the blue and said, oh, all you need to do is just message Gosport Council and they'll give you litter pickers and bin bags. Wow. So they did that for a litter pick I did in Gospel Park. And I just said to the Wombles, like, look, if, if anyone in this group wants a free ticket, mm. all you need to do is just be there the next day and help us tidy up. Yeah. And I think about 10 people turned up. Great. Some of them didn't even, I think half of them didn't even come. <laughs> they just came to the next day to pick up rubbish for free, which is like something to me, I was like, that's mega. But I think it's because, again, it goes back to the vibe thing. They yeah. know it's non-profit. They know yeah. what you're raising money for. They want to be a part of it. And that's what's amazing. Yeah, and they obviously value their place in the community of, of doing that. Like, you know, They support the fact that they do it. So even if they can't make the event, they'll come and do the Womble thing. Yeah. The last thing I want us to talk about, Dan, is uh, can you give us a bit of um, a, uh, a look into what we can expect from the acts this year? So we've got... Forces collide, they're back here doing the hat trick. They've done the last two years, like I said. They just do loads of classic rock covers, loads of pop cool. covers. Um, they're just mega, mate. They're just your stereotypical mega amazing bands that just play all, all the floor fillers. They're, they're Can you give us some examples for the listeners? Songs that I know, that um, the stuff that they cover, they do They do The Cure, they do Friday and I'm In Love, which is a song right. I love and I make yeah. them do it every year. <laughs> They do um, Kings of Leon, they do ACDC. Um, big anthems. Bit, just big, you know the anthems, imagine you're at a wedding yeah. and then a song comes on and you go on the dance floor and you dance to it and then you walk back to the bar and as you're halfway there, the DJ drops another one and you have to turn around and go back. Yeah. That's what they're like. Cool. But it's just like rah, rah, one after the other, Yeah. Um, which is mega. Um, we've got the Voltaire's. Um, which you know a new new to boot fest come very highly recommended I think they've won best wedding band of the year 2021 yes I, I think it's something yeah. like that but I've I've, I've heard of them they come very well they've got good pedigree so to yeah. speak yeah I've, I've seen you know they you check them out on Facebook as well the Voltaire's they've got loads of videos and that on there and them performing um, I know that they'll go down an absolute treat and then we got yourself, mate. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to expect from you. I'm expecting a lot of disco house classics. Um, yeah, there'll be all sorts, and um, you know we'll we'll gradually pick up the pace through the night. We might get um, you know a little bit of drum and bass by the end. I know there's uh, there's one member from Waterloo. Whenever I play any boot camp event, she always gets in my ear for some drum and bass. So there'll be a <laughs> yeah. little bit. Um, but yeah, ultimately we're going to uh, just try and make you all dance. And I think we've got a blues band coming as well. Are they still yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Steve sorry. Steve from yeah. Portsmouth and his blues band. And I wanted to give a shout out as well. I completely forgot. Tony Broad, yeah. who runs Funtafino at Spinnaker Tower, he's done the last two years. Yeah. But he just he can't do it this year because obviously he's got, he's got a Funtafino event at the Spinnaker the same day. And that has to take precedent. Yeah. I get that. So what is Funtafino? Just from it's, my own. Oh, it's, if you like Disco House. Yeah. Like DJs like Purple Disco Machine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love like that. Sort of 
he does these events at the Spinnaker that are just absolutely mega. And I think he's got a residency at um, South Sea Beach Club. Not South Sea Beach Cafe. No. Because I made the mistake once of going <laughs> over to watch him and I ended up in the cafe and, run, and then I missed him because I went to the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, South Sea Beach Club. I think it used to be, it used to be a pizza place. Okay. It's near the pyramids. Cool. That's all I know. Yeah. I'm not that familiar with, with, South, with Pompey. I'm you know, down that end anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, he, he'd done the last two years and unfortunately he couldn't do this year. However, I just provide you with a massive opportunity, mate. Yeah. Because you can do something that you haven't done before, which is good. And, you know, we had you fill it straight away, which is brilliant. Um, but there's a blues brand coming down. We've, we, they, we've come up with their name on the, on the spot. Um, Steve, who's providing the stage, who, who um, owns a scaffolding firm. He plays saxophone very well, so I'm told. And he's got like a little band going and they're going to come down and perform for us. Yeah. Um, they didn't have a name I asked what the name was for the purposes of a poster <laughs> and he said we're thinking about calling ourselves the boot camp blighties and I went why don't you just call yourself the, the blighties? blighties yeah yeah and he's like that sounds good I'm like well there we go then let's chuck you on a poster so it's the yeah. first gig they've done and they're already at a festival on a poster and I'm sure you feel quite proud because your name's on the poster as well yeah, I know that cool. I was when I first got put on a banner I was yeah. like oh look at that first banner I was on um but one thing that I, you know, I don't know, this isn't definite yet, um, but the Brass Holes, who did the duathlon, yeah. um, John Walker, they're a bunch of lads who are in the Royal Marines band. Um, usually they have to do form of air show, but a different um, section of the band, Royal Marines band, or different, who are in the Royal Marines band at Nelson, they've been given form of air show, so that frees okay. up the weekend. So... John is trying to get the lads together to try and come. You know, my vision for them is to have them marching around, yeah, doing stuff because they're mega. And anyone who came to the duathlon, oh, it made know, it's made so, they're so good, eh? Yeah. Like, it's, it's one of them things, it's so quirky, yeah, yeah, because they don't they just play, they played Spice Girls, the first yeah. version of um, Spice Girls, Amy Winehouse, things that everybody knows, but yeah, in different but styles. I've never heard in that style, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was brilliant. So hopefully we can get them down as well. That would be so good, and it would just add something different. They 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 were great at the duathlon. Um, you're weirdly good to do exercise to. Yeah. Um, but would be even better in this setting. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, and then obviously with entertainment wise, you've got you know non music wise, between acts we'll have tunes playing. Yeah. Thanks to yourself, and then we've got the. Um, Motorcycle display team. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Like like I said, I'm buzzing. I used to watch them all the time when I was a kid and I wanted to be one of them. So it's, it's a massive honour for me to have them there. Uh, and then the wrestling, you know, they knock it out of the park every single time. I can't wait for that as a wrestling fan. Yeah, um, it's brilliant. It's family-friendly fun. And I, you know, as much as some of them might um, not want to admit it, I think the majority of the adults enjoyed it more than the kids last year. Yeah. Um, you know, loads of people come off after like that was that was men. I had people asking me how they book them for their birthday party and stuff like that. So that's cool. Yeah, so the guys at SWF and Kapow, like, give them a follow on Facebook. Um, they have shows all the time. If you can't make Bootfest, they they do shows at Fawngate Hall in Gosport mm. all the time, and they sell it out. So I've been meaning to get down. I, need I fully rec- I fully recommend going. It's yeah. it's brilliant. A great family friendly fun. And unsurprisingly. Here's Pete Lyons with the last word. Get out, get out, support all the acts, but mainly support our own. 
We've got, we've got uh, DJ Bobby V B, um, sat opposite me now. He's going to be DJing. We've got Steve Chips. Yeah. Who, um, we've also got Queenie, who's a member of uh, Gospel, who's um, be providing the, uh, the pims, the pims on tap and that as well. So we're, we're a massive community. We should get out and support our own. Yeah, and Alex Aries' kids. Oh uh, uh, yeah, in Alex the, Aries in the motorcycle thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's boot camp is all around, and all we ask is that you know, you get behind them and get yeah. stuck in. And um, someone do the splits because Stacey <laughs> won't be able to this year. Yeah, she's exactly. now an invalid. Yeah, exactly. right. So it's, it's, it's a shout out for anyone who can do the splits. Um, to get your name to me because uh, Stacey can't do it no more because she's injured and we need someone to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so get those in and we'll get you on stage. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, peace out. We'll see you there. Guys, we are so excited for Bootfest, but we can't emphasize enough how important it is that you buy your tickets early rather than a few days before. This allows us to pay for stuff and get everything organized so that you can have a great time. So please, uh, the ticket link will be attached to the podcast posts. Uh, get involved, get your ticket, and we'll see you there on September 3rd.